Sarah, our sponsor Vionic is back today with their Vionic Vitals collection. These shoes are the most essential styles for everyday wear to get us ready for spring, which will be here before we know it. We've already talked about my Uptown Loafers and Willa Slip On Flat and your Chardonnay Heeled Sandal, but this collection also includes the Walk 23 Classic Sneaker. That is that unapologetic dad sneaker style that's so popular right now. And I was just thinking having all four styles would basically be like having a spring capsule wardrobe for your feet. Oh my gosh, that is actually such a genius idea, Megan. I love where you're going with this. You know, high quality shoes are such a classy way to elevate your wardrobe. And the styles in the Vionic Vitals collection really can be worn in your everyday mom life, whether you're running errands or dressing up for an occasion. Yeah, and let's talk about the comfort factor, Sarah. Vionic actually got started by revolutionizing medical orthotics. Today, they continue to use that science to make cute and comfortable shoes that can keep up with our active lifestyles. Use code THEMOMHOUR15 at checkout for 15% off your entire order at vionicshoes.com when you log into your account. That's one-time use only. Vionic Shoes, wearable well-being for your feet. Hey everyone, Sarah here. As you listen to our episodes recorded during the 2020 global pandemic, just a friendly reminder to check the date stamp on when that episode was released. And we'll also always tell you when it was recorded as well in the show notes and in the episode itself. Things change so quickly these days, including recommendations for health and safety, as well as just our own thoughts and feelings. So you may hear things that feel a bit dated if you're catching up on older episodes. Just know that we're experiencing this in real time, just like you, and that we're working really hard to follow the latest recommendations for the safety of our families and our communities. We're also working hard to bring you timely, relevant podcast episodes in a world that's changing really quickly. So just a reminder to listen with that context. Thanks for being here, friends. On to the episode. Hi, I'm Sarah. And I'm Megan. We're two moms with eight kids between us, from little to grown. We're in different areas of the country and in different stages of life. But we both know that motherhood's a lot easier when real moms share tips and encouragement. And remind you that it's really all going to be okay. We're not experts. We're parents who've been there. We're not perfect. We're real. Welcome to the Mom Hour. Hey, everyone, and welcome to episode 260 of the Mom Hour. I'm Sarah Powers, here as always with Megan Francis. Hey, Megan. Hey, Sarah. So we are continuing our conversation about squirrels and birds today. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) I almost feel like we do to apologize for the length of time that we went on talking about squirrels and birds in the last episode, but maybe people will be really into that. Well, and maybe that the times we're living through mean no apologies necessary for long diversions from reality, including squirrels and birds. We are not talking more about them today, though. No, we're talking about we're we're in we are continuing our conversation about small comforts. Um, and last week we did talk a lot about squirrels and birds as 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 just viewing them and watching them being something that we're suddenly really into and have the time and are, or are making the time and the attention to do. And then I think it's the for me it's the meta level of realizing how funny it is that we can have an hour long conversation about squirrels in our respective backyards that then. I just get such like a weird, I'm just tickled by it. It just makes me laugh so much that, and I think that part is actually universal. I think all of us are experiencing interest in topics we've never been interested in and um, having, not everybody has time that has opened up. And I think that is important to acknowledge. So everybody's work and work from home situation is different, but I think everyone has experienced a shift in priority and a shift in Mm schedule in some way, even if you do still really feel busy or you're working full time. Um, And that just means that sometimes you find yourself having an hour long conversation about squirrels. I don't know how else to put it, but it 
it makes me yes. laugh in a weird Like the way. day that I posted a picture of uh, my yard squirrel on Facebook and then two dudes like duked it out in the comments section about whether the squirrel <laughs> was actually a brown squirrel with some pigmentation <laughs> issues or like a real black squirrel. I was just laughing. I'm thinking, when would this... It's like the gold versus blue dress of yes. 2020. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Except we yeah. all have, yeah, we all have so many things like that that we just, you right. know, have time to care about. Um, so, yeah, like you said, last week we talked about a bunch of different things that are bringing little bits of comfort to our lives as we stay home um, and continue to stay home. And even as we look to... Um, things opening back up a little bit slowly and very differently across the country. Um, I think the collective stress that we've all felt is not going to go away like overnight. So the, right, I, the idea of small comforts, I think, is remains important um, throughout this entire year of 2020. And last week we talked about all kinds of things like leggings with pockets and picking flowers. And so if you missed mm. it, you definitely don't have to listen to the, these two in order, I don't think. But if you missed it, just know that you're missing out on a bunch of bird and squirrel talk yep. as well, as well. <laughs> as well as some other things of value. Yes, yes. exactly. Um, and I also want to, you know, to your point about there being this collective stress, I think another thing that's kind of cool about sharing and paying attention to the things that are bringing other people um, pleasure is that in the next few months, things like our shared experience of this is going to start becoming a little bit less shared. I agree. Like, because really. all the different states are going to be opening up differently and everyone's going to be experiencing this very differently. Whereas I feel like for the last month or so, most of us have kind of been in the same boat to some degree. It's like we're all sort of like not every state shut down the same way, but there was sort of this this shared idea about what the right thing to do was and what we were all kind of in it for. And now that I think is going to shift. So I it's agree. nice to have something that's a little shared that we can all kind of, I don't know, relate to each other. Yeah. And with. you can seek comfort for different reasons. So for example, um, in our pandemic perspective series that we've been doing, we've been talking to people who are very much working full-time, if not busier, and they are not staying, you know, they are not at home with little kids all day. They are out in the world. And so we know everyone's experience is different, but the need for comfort is rather unifying. Don't you think? Because, yes, because absolutely. Uh, no matter what your schedule looks like or however this pandemic has, you know, come into your life, uh, it's been jarring for most people. And, and the idea of comfort seeking and comfort noticing um, is, I think, something that will benefit everybody. Megan, spring is one of our family's busiest seasons with tons of time on the go. There are so many places to be and details to remember. And the last thing I need is the constant irritation of uncomfortable shoes. So today we're talking about the Vionic Vitals collection from our longtime sponsor, Vionic Shoes. These are the best essential shoe styles for everyday wear this season. So Katie on our team is getting ready for warmer weather in Chicagoland with a pair of Vionic's Bella Toe Post sandals. These are Vionic's best-selling flip-flop style, and they have a cute little bow on them. They come in nine great colors, but Katie chose a versatile black patent leather. They're super supportive for her high instep, and they even come in wide sizes, which is a great option. Yeah, the styles in the Vionic Vitals collection are classics that don't really go out of fashion. And because they're such great quality, they're going to last as well, even with daily wear, which mine definitely get. And I love that Vionic offers a 30-day guarantee. Wear them, love them, or return them for a full refund within 30 days. But I have a feeling after those 30 days, our listeners will love their Vionic shoes so much they'll be ready to order another pair. Use code THEMOMHOUR15 at checkout for 15% off your entire order at bionicshoes.com when you log into your account. That's a one-time use only. 
Bionic Shoes, wearable well-being for your feet. Sarah, our sponsor, Haya, is back on the show today, and I just really love this company. Typical children's vitamins are basically candy in disguise. They're filled with two teaspoons of sugar, unhealthy chemicals, and other gummy junk most parents don't really want their growing kids eating. That's why Haya, the pediatrician-approved, super-powered chewable vitamin, was created. That's right, Megan. Haya fills in the most common gaps in modern kids' diets to provide the full-body nourishment they need. And Haya vitamins have a yummy taste kids love, too. So we were just talking to Katie on our team, Megan, and she was saying that when they get down toward the bottom of the Haya vitamin bottle, her boys are fighting over who gets the last one. Oh, I love it. And I also love that Katie can feel good about that, right? Haya is designed for kids of all ages and sent straight to your door. So parents never need to worry about running out. And we've worked out a special deal with Haya for their best-selling children's vitamin. You're going to get 50% off your first order. To claim this deal, go to HayaHealth.com slash MomHour. This deal is not available on their regular website. Go to H-I-Y-A-H-E-A-L-T-H dot com slash MomHour and get your kids the full body nourishment they need to grow into healthy adults. All right, Megan, why don't you bring us into your first small comfort for today? Okay. Well, my first one today is mimosas. I love it. So you know that I'm not really a cocktail person. Like I very rarely get cocktails and only if I'm out or like if someone makes one for me. Um, But something about a mimosa has always felt special. Mm -hmm. It's the kind of thing um, like if I was at a brunch in the city or like for a while I had a little ritual of meeting some friends at a place in town um, for brunch. And they had $3 mimosas and that was really fun. And like, it feels always to me like the kind of thing you do or like at a baby shower or, (laughs) you know, wedding shower something where there's like something special happening. And I had gotten really bummed the first couple Sundays in a row um, because like I couldn't run out with my friends or Mm -hmm. see my friends at all. This whole group of people that I haven't really been in touch with to just sit and have a mimosa, which always just felt like this very grown up, special, fun thing. And then one day I was like, wait. I could just have mimosas at home. Mm-hmm. There's nothing stopping me. And I could have them whenever I want. I could have them any time of day I want. <laughs> so I've really just started, like, whenever I do a shopping order, whether that's, you know, having it delivered or the couple times I've been out for, like, a big shop, I just make sure I have a couple bottles of champagne on hand. And I also get Sprite because the kids like to have fake ones I when I have it. a mimosa. And sometimes we will all gather in the kitchen for a mimosa. It just sounds so silly. It's like 3.30 in the afternoon. We're all bored. And it's like, hey, guys, everyone want a mimosa? And they all like flock to the kitchen and we sit around and drink out of fancy drink and glasses. And the other nice thing is you can make mimosas relatively um, weak totally. if you want. Yeah. So they can really be orange juice with a splash of champagne or some people like them champagne with a splash of OJ. So, you know, it just depends on the mood that you're in. But they can really just be a very special, fun thing that feels a little different from maybe your usual Bev, whatever that beverage is. I love that. Do you have champagne flutes or do you put them in wine glasses? Um, So I have several plastic wine glasses that I took from the movie theater because (laughs) they like, I I don't even know what to do with that information. Okay. Okay. Continue. Well, I didn't steal them. They were given to me. Otherwise I could, they like, they, if you ever go to the movies and have a glass of wine, they give it to you this plastic cup with a little thumb holder, which is perfect here anyway. And so those ones I give to the kids and then um, the older kids and I drink out of champagne flutes. Okay. Because I do, well, you and I both have strong opinions about beverage containers and mm-hmm. I am not, I don't love mimosas because I don't love champagne, but if I were to have one, it just feels so special in the champagne flute and having yes. something in a champagne flute in general is so fun. It makes me wish I it liked is. champagne more 
Same thing with like putting a cocktail in a martini glass. It's just the way you hold it. It just feels so special. So I was curious if you had enough to go around, but you sound so you do drink yours out of a flute. I like that. I drink mine out of the flute. Uh, Jake and Isaac and Will drink theirs out of flutes. I think we have four total. Okay. And I have I have two like cool, tall stemmed ones with like a gold leaf around the bottom that are not real gold. And I got them at TJ Maxx yeah. very inexpensively. And then some nicer and more expensive ones that are like um, stemless and just like narrow stemless Ooh, I love glasses. That. And those mm, are really nice. nice. Yeah. Nice. Yes. That definitely adds. To, it wouldn't feel the same if I just poured them into like a juice glass. Or yeah. Something. So. Yeah. I love definitely that. creates the experience. Okay. Yep. Well, I kind of want to, I kind of want to emulate that, even though it's not the beverage itself that I would probably choose, but the... well, we're recording this on a Sunday. So you know that on any time on a Sunday, you're allowed to have mimosas, That's right? true. It's like mimosa all day. I think there's a t-shirt yep. that says That's that. Bottomless somewhere. mimosa. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Well, my first one is television. We're really starting off really wholesome here. Basically <laughs> booze and TV, small comforts. Um, no, everybody knows I love television that has not changed. And even my TV watching really hasn't changed. Although I'll say we're staying up a little later than we used to, um, which for me is like 10. Um, but I thought I would mention a few things that we've watched and they aren't quarantine specific, but if you're looking for things to watch, or if you're not a TV watcher and, um, you think that some TV would actually like bring you comfort at the end of the day, here's some ideas. So Uh, In the beginning of all this, we were working our way through Ozark season three. So we finished that. Did you finish? I know you and I talked about watching it. No, you know what I did? I read spoilers. You are so funny about that. And now I don't want to finish it. Okay. I have no desire. But I mean, I'm sure it's going to be amazing. I just think from what I read, I think it's going to stress me out. I mean, it's always super dark. Ozark is very dark. It's It's very stressful. And it's one of those shows where season to season, I feel like it gets more dark. Yeah. Well, like, and you know, you know, my problem, how I forget plots as soon as I watch them, I'm very immersed in them and I can, I can recall and tell you the feel of it, but I already, it's only been like three weeks and I, I can't tell you what happened at all. It's, it's like, it leaves my brain. I don't have a retention part of my brain for plots. <laughs> I can tell you what the characters were wearing and what, like what things looked like. And I have, I pay a lot of attention to other details, but I lose plots. So I can't even tell you, I couldn't even tell you spoilers right now, but I, we finished that. Then we watched Tiger King, like the rest of the world. Um, now we are watching the last dance, which is the ESPN documentary series about the 97, 98 Chicago bulls. So it's a sports documentary. It's really, really good. It's coming out, um, two episodes at a time on Sundays. So you can't really binge it, but I do like that. They drop two at a time because for us, it'll get us through like a a couple nights and I think they're long. I think they're an hour each. Um, we are still working our way through Schitt's Creek. That's kind of our, like after a drama put on a short comedy and we're right. into season five now for Schitt's Creek. Can I share something really sad with you about uh, Schitt's Creek season six? Yeah. Didn't you like you, you couldn't watch the very end or something cause your Hulu expired. Yeah. So at the Super Bowl day, I signed up for Hulu live, which got me access to pop TV, which got me access yeah. to Schitt's Creek season six. Yeah. And my trial membership literally ran out the day mm-hmm. that the last episode of season six came out and I'm not going to pay 60 bucks now to watch it. Like that's what it would cost. I wonder if you can log into mine. I know we've tried these things before, but we actually, we, well, what I heard is that if it's Hulu live, apparently it's address specifics. Okay. Yeah. I've heard that too. And we do Hulu live is now our cable provider. We, we like, we switched around to all these different things. We tried to go like off of cable and then we came back to Hulu live. So we do have Hulu live, but I'll um, see it eventually and it'll be, you know, so much more special for the long wait, I guess. I guess. Um, I'm like kind <laughs> of afraid of Shit's Creek spoilers for some reason because it is so popular. And I know it's not the type yeah. of show like 
with huge plot twists, but still I don't like any spoilers. I don't even like to know a direction that things are going. Um, so anyway, we're, we're early in season five, maybe a few episodes into season five. Um, and then just some of our, are always watching. We're always watching the current season of survivor and top chef and Allegra watches both of those with us, which is kind of fun. Um, we are watching older seasons of the amazing race as a family. I'm not, I might've mentioned that in a earlier episode, but we watched that before bed for everybody. And, um, amazing race is such a good reality competition show for all ages. Um, like literally all five of us enjoy it. So that's a fun one. And then Brian and I are back into Saturday night live and the daily show, both of which are recording and producing remotely, which is like kind of of funny. It's like awkward. Like the first Saturday night live that came back, I did not like, it was like too awkward and weird. And then the following weeks was actually really good. So I think they're hitting their stress. Well, as good as Saturday night live ever is. I mean, there's, there's usually lots that isn't funny, but then there's a few things that are. Um, and the daily show with Trevor Noah is good in its weird way. Like, so I guess maybe that's a vote for if you've stopped watching your typical late night fair, cause it's different, maybe give it a try. I know Fallon and Colbert, like everybody's doing it. And, um, there is something very comforting about those familiar faces on your TV, even yeah. if they're in their Great. bedroom. So yeah, TV. Yes. Yeah. Um, well, hopefully this one won't make me feel, make me sound obnoxious because I know for a lot of people, the constant meal planning, cooking and cleanup right now is a real bummer Mm -hmm. um, and not any, but you have to remember that I like being in my kitchen. Yeah. (laughs) That's actually been like a thing that I've cultivated over the years and just spending so much time in my kitchen, puttering, um, planning meals, shuffling things around the fridge, cooking and cleaning up has actually created quite a nice sense of calm and structure to my day. Like it's really nice at the end of the day to go, um, to say to myself, look at these two things I accomplished. I made pancakes, <laughs> uh, which talked about in the last episode and, and I cleaned up twice. Like I made two meals yeah. and I cleaned up and now everything looks good. And I'm going to bed and the dishwasher is running. And there's just something about that when other things feel kind of out of control or mm-hmm. it's hard to get traction, maybe in your work. Like maybe if your work right now feels a little unsatisfying because it's all over the place or whatever it might be. It's nice to just have that thing that you can return to and feel like I did this thing. Mm -hmm. So I've leaned in pretty hard on that. I love that. And your move to this house was just a few weeks before all this started. So you get that. um, It's like your kitchen hasn't gotten into its bad habits yet. Do you know what I mean? Like we're we're honeymooning. Yes. (laughs) Like you get to like really be in your kitchen and like, you know, find the best place to put things and you're still early enough where that feels good. Um, I also love, like I, I do, I'm doing a lot of dishes. I'm not cleaning as much. I mean, I'm not cooking as much cause Brian's doing that. So I'm doing a lot of dishes and a lot of food management, you know, when you like combine yes. leftovers and you like cut up the berries and put them in this container and it's like a tactile, a, a physical thing to do that feels like taking care of your kitchen and your family. So I love that. Yeah. I'm, I co-sign that one too. Um, well, my next one is a little different and it happened by accident. Um, I think the very first week I want to say, or maybe a couple weeks in, um, I have been wanting a way to string together clips of short videos like you do in Instagram stories, you know, where it's like a bunch of short videos kind of put together, but not, I don't share all that much on Instagram stories. And so I wanted it more for our own record keeping and maybe to share with the grandparents or whatever. And, um, one of my problems is iMovie has a great iPhone app and I, you know, I like a lot of things about Apple, but one of the things I don't like about the iMovie app on your phone is it still is only widescreen, right? It assumes we're, we're shooting widescreen cause we're making like a 
documentary or something. Well, so, so many of our videos are, um, vertical these days because of like the, because of the Instagram, you know, culture and because we're lazy and we just don't turn our phone sideways unless, unless it's really like a widescreen shot. So I was looking for an app that would help string together easily. I mean, like the click of a button, string together a series of random um, up and down vertically oriented uh, videos on my phone. Nothing fancy. I don't want to go on my computer. I don't want to make a whole thing. So I found this app called InShot, I-N-S-H-O-T. I'll link to it. I have no affiliation with them. Um, I want to say it was free or cheap and there is a pro version, but I haven't had to get the pro version and it's exactly what I was looking for. It was super easy to learn to use. And what I did was on a Sunday, I strung together these random clips from the week. The the fun thing about stringing together video clips is no one clip has to be like amazing. So it might be, Mm. you know, it might be a squirrel in the tree. It might be the kids (laughs) working on a puzzle. It might be the kids doing something goofy. Brian has been cooking so much. So I'll take a short video of him like, doing some crazy new thing in the kitchen and no one video has to like be amazing. But when you string them together, it's a really cool way to look at this time in our lives. And so the very first time I did it, I sent it just to the grandparents and I was like, I don't know if you care if you have nine, cause it was like nine minutes long. So nine minutes of like a week in the life of the powers family. And the, they of course loved it because they don't have anything else to do. Like no one, they right. have time to watch <laughs> nine minutes of our silly life. Right. And the other thing I liked about it is social media is public, right? My accounts are public. So I'm, I'm just a little more careful about what I video and what I show. And some of it's ego, right? Is my house a mess? And some of it's privacy oriented. But this is like really just for me and just for our close family. So the videos are really silly and they come together and it's just little, just little clips. And so I'm really happy with the app InShot and I've been doing it every Sunday. And it's a little thing that brings me comfort. It takes me maybe... 15 or 20 minutes to kind of curate and like drag and drop the videos. And there are fancy things you can do with this app, but they're, it's really simple to use. And um, it not only brings me comfort, but the grandparents love it. I love that. And I was just going to ask you what you do with the videos after you're like done with it. Do they just go in your Google photos and hang out there? So um, as we've talked about in, in past episodes, uh, Google photos syncs with my phone and it, it's a larger video. So it takes, you know, I have to make sure it gets all the way uploaded to Google photos. And then what I do is I share a link to the video from Google photos, because that way I'm not, it's too big to text or email. Um, but with Google photos, I'm basically sharing a link to it and ever nobody's had trouble watching it. Um, and yeah, it just, it brings comfort to all of us. Love it. Well, my last one for this, um, half would be my daily dog walks. And I know this is a thing that I did last year, um, around the same time and, and was really into, but like they are a, staple, like maybe even more than last year of my day. And finally getting to the time when the weather is uniformly good enough much of the time that I don't have to be so careful about timing the walk. Like in March and April, I scour the weather report and look for the hour a day that's going to (laughs) be like the best weather. And there's nothing else on my calendar during that hour, because if I don't go, then it's going to be raining the rest of the day or maybe really cold like you'll get these little spikes of temperature where it's, you know, 38 degrees instead of 32 or whatever. So, um, we're past that now we're into May. So the weather should, there's there's still gonna be some rain, but like on the up and up, I can just start taking the dog walk when it makes sense. And I know I can get in three or four miles because I'm probably not going to get, it's not going to be a downpour and I'm not going to be freezing. So that's been really nice. And the Everything's budding now. And, um, I'm listening to Dolly Parton's America, that podcast that you were telling me about, you know, 
two years ago or something. I think it was like and four months ago. It seems okay. Like two well, years. I finally got around to listening, and I love it. It's just fascinating, and she's so. I mean, it's just great. It's to great. Did to. you have you finished it? No, I'm on like episode five. I think so. Weirdly, it wrapped up right around Christmas time, and that I mean that's that's when they released it. They were releasing it weekly in November and December, and. With the Christmas holidays, I, I hate to say it, but I actually like kind of forgot about it and forgot to go back. So I think I listened to every episode except the last one. And that's a vote for podcasts being uh, regular about when they drop because I was really into it. But it was like they didn't they skipped a week or two and then I skipped a week or two and then I forgot. Yeah, and you just forgot. Yeah. yeah. Well, go back and listen. I'm sure it's going to be worth it. So yeah. that is something that I am, you know, Moxie and I are spending many hours together. Well, not many. It's probably... Most days we are walking together between an hour and an hour and 20. I love that. That's a long time. That is a long walking time. walking an old dog. But yeah. um, it feels good. It feels good to move. feels good to get outside. I see a lot of people. I get to wave at people. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. That's good. Yeah. This episode is sponsored by Olive in June. And Sarah, I am just so grateful that I have mastered the art of doing my nails at home. When I look down at my cute manicure, I feel a little more pulled together, no matter how crazy life is at the moment. Thankfully, Olive and June's Manny system makes it so easy and affordable to make Manny time a regular part of my weekly routine. Well, I know the feeling, Megan, and I think it's so fun that with Olive and June, you get to customize your Manny system with your choice of six polishes, plus their top coat is included. So Katie on our team says that she has lately been layering some of their iridescent colors over their gel-like polishes, and the final result looks super shimmery and pretty. I might have to try that this spring. Yeah, and Olive and June press-ons are another cool option. They look so real, and I think it would be a great way to test out another nail shape. A long almond shape is popular right now, and I'm kind of curious what that would look like on me. Okay, well, keep me posted on that one. Listeners, visit oliveandjune.com slash themomhour for 20% off your first Manny system. That's O-L-I-V-E-A-N-D-J-U-N-E dot com slash T-H-E-M-O-M-H-O-U-R for 20% off your first Manny system. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Okay, Sarah. So I'm going to kick it to you to talk about more small comforts. Yes. Um, what you got? Okay, well, this is a two for one. And they go together because they actually kind of look alike. And it's two things I got for my birthday, which was in the middle of February. So just a couple weeks before all this went down. One is a bathrobe and one is a coffee mug. And so on any given morning, I am wearing the robe and drinking from the mug. And they are both the prettiest <laughs> spring floral. So the ro- I have a thing with bathrobes. I have trouble liking them. I almost never like mm. bathrobes. One is the sleeves. Have are- we talked about the, dra- the sleeves dragging? Yes, and getting in your dishes yes. and like you can't yes. do dishes. Uh- so the sleeves on this are kind of a cropped three quarter. Like I don't notice them being, they're not short sleeves. They're long enough to feel like you have sleeves on your arm, but they stop at like a cropped length. So that's one thing I love. It's a very, th- it's a spring robe for sure. Like a spring summer robe. It's not super warm, um, but I throw it on in the morning and it's so soft and so pretty. And I 
can't find it right now, everyone. So I'm really sorry that you might not be able to buy this robe, but you can find yourself a soft robe. And the funny thing is, it looks like it's a maternity and pregnancy and postpartum robe, but I didn't know that. I got it as a gift from a boutique. And I'm sure that my high school bestie, Sarah, who got it for me, also didn't think of it that way. It, 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 there's nothing maternity about it, but I'm, I'm looking at it online and it's definitely like a new. Well, it's. It's gorgeous. So pretty. Is that baby matching the mom? It comes like, I mean, you can buy like a matching baby swaddle, which I do. I have no need for. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Well, by the way, some of the other ones are not out of stock. Yeah. Yeah. So the one you have is, but there's another really pretty floral on here with a matching baby outfit. With a matching baby outfit. Adorable. So the brand is called Queen Madden, M-A-D-D-Y-N, but it looks like it's retailed at other oh. baby boutiques. So it's probably the type of robe you would you would find at a nice oh baby goodness. boutique. Um, it is so soft and it just it looks a little more fashion forward than I usually look at 530 in the morning. So it just it just comforts me. And it's got this really vintage look to it. So I'm looking at the so yours is really pretty, but there's one that's not right now mm-hmm. out of stock. And it is um, like they're roses. They're these like kind of like old fashioned looking yeah. roses. And it's a set, the four piece set. Mm. And the baby has a big bow. Oh, so yes. I want a baby you want, for this. You want to match your baby? You could dress uh-huh. your plant babies. <laughs> that would be really weird. Okay. <laughs> or your squirrel. <laughs> yeah, my squirrel. I'll go catch the squirrel and dress him up like a baby. That's going to go really well. <laughs> I mean, depending on how long all this lasts, nothing is off yep. the table. Um, so that is my wonderful robe. And then the mug is from anthropology and is available. And it's, um, it's the rifle paper company line for anthropology and it's their monogram initial. I've had probably four different anthropology initial mugs in my life. And you and I have had some that are matching. You have supplied me with several. I tried to buy you this one and it was right at the beginning of staying at home when shipments were unsure and they canceled the shipment. So I'm still going to surprise you with it one day, but um, it's also floral, also kind of a vintagey looking floral mug. It's so pretty. Go buy yourself one for Mother's Day, except if you are someone who microwaves your coffee a lot throughout the day, this is not the mug for you because it has gold. So you can't Metal. put it in the microwave. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. A, I don't like to microwave my coffee. I just do a refill or yeah. I don't know. I drink it fast. But so that is my floral robe and my floral mug, which are so springy and just bring small comfort to my early mornings. Hmm. I love it. All right. Um, okay. So my first one um, for this section is my morning tea time and reading and journaling have really solidified as part of my day. And those are the kind of thing, like I've always been a tea drinker and I get up and I have my tea, but instead of like, I don't know, just kind of haphazardly wherever I wind up being or jumping right into my day and then circling back to getting tea. Like I am very specific now that I get up, I go wash my face, brush my teeth, put my contacts in. And then I go downstairs and make a cup of tea and then I bring it right back up and I read and journal. Like it's all become very solidified and I am blessed with late rising children. Yeah. So I'm usually, even when I don't set an alarm, let's say I naturally start waking up around seven, between seven and seven 30. That seems to be kind of the routine I've fallen into now. In your bird, in your bird lair, in your outdoor, in my bird lair. Yeah. (laughs) And honestly, if I was sleeping in a darker bedroom without birds tweeting outside my window, I probably could sleep longer, but I can't, like, I just can't now. So around, I'm, I'm aware of things that are going on around me by seven at the very latest. And I'm up by seven 30 and I just go downstairs and I get my tea and I bring it right back up and I make my bed. And then I jump right into like cross-legged on the bed, reading, drinking my tea. And I know that I'll have at least an hour before anybody else in the house is up. And that's just really, or and before they even have anything to do, like yeah. none of their classes are even starting until nine. Yeah. Um, 
So it just gives me this like nice, gentle ease into the day that I really enjoy. And I'm hoping that sticks when all this is behind us. I am feeling a little envious of this because we have been staying up a little later, Brian and I, and I doesn't feel like there's a huge need to get up at five like we used to, even though I I am a a natural morning person. I don't mind getting up early, but five feels like why? Like, Like, that two of my children still get up really early. So it's been harder they're not allowed out of their rooms till six, but they are often out of their rooms at six. And so yeah. it's been harder to get that time. So often I'm getting maybe 15 minutes instead of 45 to an hour. I really like your idea of bringing it back upstairs. I feel like if my, if Reed and Violet came out of their rooms and saw me in my room having a coffee and it would almost signal like they'd be able to go downstairs and just hang out or they whatever. They could start their day just a little differently yeah. than you start yours but when, maybe. Yeah. When they come down and we're down there, Brian has been doing home workouts, so he he's often working out. And it's not that different than it used to be, but it feels a little harder to get a full 45 minutes or an hour. And yeah, I'm I'm envious of people. And then my other child sleeps till like nine. It's like they're they're seriously, we were going to bed the other night and I was so sleepy. And I told Allegra, who had stayed up to watch TV with us, I was like, You got up four hours after I did today. It's so like no <laughs> yeah. wonder I'm sleepier than you. It's not just because I'm old. So, yeah, I really well, I would recommend trying the bedroom thing yeah, because the, like the nice thing about that is when I do decide it's time for me to enter the family unit, it's like I've finished the other thing. Yeah. Right. And we both know this is something that's only possible if you have older kids yeah. um, just out there for, yes. for the moms, with little ones. But like it, it is just a signal for me that when I do go enter the kitchen, I have shifted into a different gear. Mm-hmm. And like I so I'm trying not to do that as early. In fact, I have the ability. I have a kettle. Um, like a, an extra electric kettle mm-hmm. that I use for camping. And I've thought about putting it in my bedroom and then just having like tea and some of the little cups of half and half yeah, up here. Like a little, so I don't even have to go like downstairs. a hotel room, you know, where yeah, you can like, like a hotel it. room, especially when it's nice in the morning, I can go sit on my deck and watch the birds like up close. I just think that would be lovely that to do that be. without even going downstairs. So, well, um, I know I mentioned at some point that I also got new bedding and new curtains. So my room is a lot. I like my room a lot more than I used to. Um, and I also like that you get up and you wash your face, brush your teeth. Like there's another thing I think I just stumbled down and I feel other than my pretty robe, I don't feel very put together. Yeah. So I'm going to, mm-hmm. I'm going to take a page from your book and maybe rethink the early morning routine. So I like that. Okay. Well, my next small comfort is the uh, Revlon root erase hair color and root touch up that you told me about before even any of this happened. You told me about it. And then and you were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I was like, <laughs> I just go every four or five weeks and get my roots touched up. I hadn't dyed my own hair probably since college, probably for 20 years, almost 20 years. Um, and I just remembered it being really messy and just kind of difficult and mostly messy and like taking like half a day to clean everything up. So you told me about this. Then I ordered it. They didn't have my exact color. So I was a shade too light. I tried it once and this is a game changer. And it's not, it's not even like the trendy one you see uh, Madison Reed or whatever, which I have nothing bad to say about. It. I've never tried it. This is like easily gotten at your CVS or your target, wherever you're doing your or- online ordering or your curbside pickup from. And it is so easy to apply and it's not messy. And Honestly, I, I file it under a small comfort because it's comforting to not have it be a big deal. Like my, I've done it twice in seven weeks, which is more often than I would go to the hair salon, but I can, I have the time and I have the product. So why would I wait till my grays are, you know, three quarters of an inch long when I can do it when they're less than that? So 
I'm probably due to do it again. Um, and it just feels like a little bit of pampering. And I'm so I'm I'm very critical about like how that kind of stuff works. Like that's why I'd rather go get it done professionally and not be annoyed that like the colors offer. It looks it looks like cheap or bad. And I'm I'm very impressed. So thank you for that recommendation. And it's a small comfort because I don't have to look at gray hair during this during this yeah. time. And I want to say it's like 12 bucks for a bottle that gets you three uses. Yeah. Or even it might even be like 10. It's very yeah. inexpensive. And it's um, and it's fast. Yes. Like you can do it. And I don't know how long you leave yours on. I think I, I'm, I have light hair, so the roots don't show as much. But like I'm in and out. I mean, like I just do it the days I would have been getting, taking a shower anyway. It adds like 15 minutes to my yeah. routine. Yep. So it's really not bad. Yep. And it didn't um, it didn't stain my I have skin that stains really easily because I have dark hair and relatively light skin. Um, and even at the hair salon, um, Vanessa always tells me like, you stain so much more than, I don't know why I don't, but it doesn't stain any more than I would stain at the regular hair salon. And I didn't have any problem kind of scrubbing it off later. So I was a little worried about that too, but yeah. Well, I'm glad I made that recommendation because yes. it has been saving me as well. Yes, please. Um, all right. What's your next one? Okay. So this is my last one, um, for this day and it is regular zoom calls with friends, but I'm keeping it limited to close friends. And so I'm going to like unpack that a little bit. When this all first started, it's like everybody I ever heard of and like their mother wanted to get on a zoom call with me. And I think it was a lot of people just needing connection, feeling disrupted. Um, a lot of people who've never worked from home suddenly found themselves at home all day. And so they needed like to fill in the time. Like it's like very different. My sister was one. She's like, I don't know what to do with myself. I always work in an office and now I'm not, and I'm doing all these zoom calls. And do you want to get on a zoom call? And, and she's just one, like I have a whole bunch of people who I would call acquaintances at best, who I never hang out with, who wanted me to get in on their, on their zoom hangouts. And I did for a little while. And then I found that super overwhelming because I've already got a routine. I've been working from home for a long time. Mm-hmm. So for me, this like what I'm looking for in social interaction isn't that it's not a teleconference mm-hmm. or a video conference. Yeah. You know what I mean? Agreed. Um, but so for like two or three weeks, I was going to all these zoom birthday p- parties and zoom this and that. And finally I was like, you know what? I'm just not. And so I didn't do any for probably three or four weeks, um, except for some with Jenna and Missy. That's about it. I'm, I'm doing them with Jenna and Missy weekly, sometimes biweekly. And then I've done one with all of the women in my family. So like my sisters-in-law and my sister and Jenna. Um, and that's something we're doing. Like we're planning on doing that every two to three weeks. And do you but, so I'm just schedule trying, in advance? I'm trying to do it regularly. We, we, we'll send out a text and just be like anybody available at this time. And then we just all get together. Cause it feels like a lot of people have a lot of family, um, hangouts and FaceTimes and things mm-hmm. that, that are also part of their routine. So sometimes it's hard to like really narrow it down. So yeah. we're a little more loose, but I would definitely say every couple, every two to three days with Jenna and Missy and every couple of weeks with the more extended family. And yeah. it's just, it's just a nice thing to have to connect with people, but, but not stress myself out by having too much of it Yeah, or by having it with the wrong people. Yeah. I think in the beginning, you're so right. It was, um, first of all, it was novel. And, and I, mm-hmm. I almost think people felt like they should be doing it or like, yeah. this is how many things can we move to zoom and how clever can we be about right. virtually hanging out, which of course it was, it was in response to an unprecedented change to all of our lives. So it's not a bad thing, but I agree that there's been some, uh, right sizing or adjusting to, 
Um, not just like, let's hang out all the time with everyone. Cause there's still the awkward, <laughs> like talking over each other and mute right. it. Mute. Can you mute? And like, and then our kids school got going and like, yeah, if, yeah. I mean, if, if there's a day that goes by without some kind of group video conference, it's rare. So I like hearing how you kind of found a way, um, for it to the people that I would be seeing regularly anyway, right? because Otherwise, I can wait. If I only see you once every three months when I happen to run into you out or we grab a drink, I don't need to schedule a bunch of Zoom calls with you in in that three month period. I agree. I'll just wait. You I know, agree. it's nothing. It's no offense to that person. It's just like uh, too much small talk, too much like you're saying awkward talking over each yeah. other. I'd rather save those things for the people I really need and want to stay in close contact yeah, with. I like that. Um, we have had, I might've mentioned this in another episode, but we very early on started a standing family FaceTime in at eight 30 in the morning on weekdays. So it's actually almost part of our, like, get ready for online school. Eight 30 comes around. Um, and the cool thing about that is we don't all show up. So it's my, my parents. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah. So it's my parents and my sister and my brother, which are all, we're all in different locations. Um, and it's kind of a standing time. And I had never used FaceTime as a group, um, but I actually like it because, first of all, it's not we don't have to send a Zoom link. There's nothing like that really has to be pre-planned, but it makes a little ding on your phone that's different than a text. And it's like this group of people is in a FaceTime. Like, do you want to join? And it's really funny because my mom has said she's like, I'm just going to be there every day at 830. And like some of you will show up and sometimes I'll show up at like 845 and it'll just be my mom and my sister and there. My brother doesn't go very often because he has class. But like it's it's like a it's a standing meeting with no pressure to join. And I love that. So it's been a great way to make sure we do have a chance to say hello. But without we, it's it can be very short. You can no show. There's no pressure, no guilt. So it's been good. Love it. All right. Do I have one more? You now, eh? Okay. Yeah. Well, you finished last week by talking about apparel for your legs. And I am going to finish this week by talking about apparel <laughs> for my legs. Our legs need apparel. Well, and the running joke, right, is that like no one's wearing pants to any meetings and like no one's put right. on jeans forever. And it's a running joke because it's mostly true. Um, I mean, I have worn jeans every once in a while, put on jeans. And then it's like, why? Why did I do this? So you talked about leggings with pockets last week, the Fabletics ones yes. that you like. And um, I also, I'm pretty good in the workout pants department. So I often will start my day wearing some workout leggings. But the kind of pants I'm going to talk about is when you don't want to wear jeans and you don't want to wear specifically for workout leggings, you need what I am calling like comfy pants. They're not quite pajamas. Mm-hmm. They're not quite for working out. And I have three right now that I would put in this category. Um And so one is a Lululemon cropped jogger. They are actually meant for yoga. I don't wear them to work out very often. I wear them for like this comfy category and they are so soft and they're just not quite as tight as leggings. So they have, I was just going to ask, so they don't like show your underwear and they don't look like you're going to go work out. I need a pair of those because it's like, I feel like my workout pants are very, they look very specifically workout. Yes. So these, I would also Lululemon already runs small. So you already kind of size up. I would even size up for me. I would size up like two sizes in these because I, the whole point of them is I don't want them to be quite as tight as leggings. Um, and I don't have skinny legs. So I think I sized up like two sizes in these. And what I love, the material is so soft. The pockets are so deep and they have a high waist. So I wear them, um, with like flip-flops and a tank top and they're cool for when the weather's warm. And I think they're really flattering. They're super flattering. On the website, it shows them in lighter colors. 
they're still pretty clingy. I don't want to get, I don't want to create the wrong impression that they're not like workout pants. They're definitely, I think they're kind of meant for yoga, but, um, I got mine in black and I think they're very flattering and they're so comfortable. And yeah, like underwear line, like they're just, they're great. So highly recommend those. I think they're called the align jogger cropped and I will link to them. And yes, Lululemon is very expensive, but in my experience, then I wear them for like eight years. So it evens out in the end. So those are great. Um, I have a pair of linen pants with a fold over waist that I got from Jane.com, which we always talk about and I'll link to them. But the way things work on Jane is the deals come and go. So I'll link to them and you can, you can ping it and it'll notify you when they come up again. Um, but they have a fold over waistband, like maternity pants, which is so great. And they're linen and they don't wrinkle in the dryer and they, they're not cropped, but they're like a, a good length for me. And they're great for summer and I love them. So that's a linen pant. So, so far I have like a workout jogger, a linen pant. And then the last one are these cropped, I don't know how to describe them. They're kind of like a, a very lightweight chino cotton. They look see-through. They're not they see-through. see-through. These are the ones okay. from, I got them from Madewell, but they're by the Lively brand, which Lively is a, like a pajama and lingerie. So it, it's called the Lively Wide Leg Lounge Pant. And, um... Minor navy blue. The model is wearing them in white. I don't know. They look like basically old lady. They look like they're not the cutest pants in the world, but they are comfortable and I wear them regularly. So there's my endorsement. Three, you need at least three pairs of comfy, non-workout, non-pajama pants in order to have a small comfort in life. And that's where I've landed. Those are my three. I love that. I am all about comfy pants, but I agree that not all comfy pants are are created equal. Yeah. And there's like a, there's a whole range of types of comfy pants yes. needed to really ride out this, this, uh, <laughs> yes, pandemic, it is believe, like, so. it's like a strategy. You need a comfy <laughs> pants strategy. Cause you know what I'm not wearing yeah. a lot of, I do have some leggings that are not workout leggings and I don't find I'm wearing them very much because either I don't want something tight or they feel hot. So mm-hmm. like in the winter, I would have worn some leggings and like, um, like a tunicky long sleeve or a sweater. And I'm just yep. not doing that right now. Cause it's getting warmer. So that's why I'm going for the linen and like the cropped, the cropped lounge pant. <laughs> yes. And, and my, you know, my staple of the last few months of long sweater over whatever leggings I could find yeah. is not going to work, um, because I'm going to be wearing t-shirts and things like that. And they just don't look the same yeah. with leggings. Yep. So you need a different kind yes. of pants. Yes. Yes. Yep. All right, everyone. Well, this has been really fun. And as always, everything we talked about is linked up in the show notes at themomhour.com. And if you missed last week's episode, we promise it is not just about squirrels and birds and bird feeders. There's a bunch more small comforts in there. So go back and listen. That was episode 259. Um, And yeah, thanks for being here with us. We will be back again this coming Sunday with another episode in our Pandemic Perspectives series. And then, of course, again on Tuesday, as always. So we'll talk to you then. Yeah. And we'd love to hear from you about your your favorite small comforts and the things getting you through right now. So you can always email us at hello at the momhour.com or go find us on Instagram. I feel like conversations there tend to be kind of yes, fun around totally. this kind of thing. Yes, do that. We will talk to you all soon. Sarah, I started a Substack last spring, just kind of as an experiment, and it turns out I love it. I'm treating it kind of like an old school blog, writing about things that are happening in my life. Megan, I've loved following your stuff on Substack, and I actually just really like Substack in general. 
You know, we've both been a lot less active on Instagram lately, and I'm finding that Substack scratches that itch to connect and create without all the busyness of a typical social media feed. So I would love it if Mom Hour listeners wanted to look me up there. I'm at meganfrancis.substack.com, and that's Megan with two A's, M-E-A-G-A-N francis.substack.com. Hey, everyone. We have a favor to ask. If you are an Apple Podcasts user, can you check really quickly to make sure you're still following the Mom Hour? Apple did one of their big software updates recently, and it changed a bunch of things about how you get the podcasts you're subscribed to. If Apple Podcasts is your podcast app of choice, all you have to do is find your way to our show page and then click the little plus sign or follow in the top right corner. Thanks so much.